Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen of Steelers Nation. Thank you for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk. I'm your host, Noah Strackbine, joined every Tuesday and Thursday by my main man, Donnie Droon. Donnie, how you doing, my friend? Good. I, th- I think it look a lot uglier without the uh, without the big hat on. So I, I, I like the Tuesday. big hat. I, I might make that like a like a Tuesday thing moving forward. Then I hope that so all of our videos, like you know, are distributed like across the internet when we break yeah. them up into little things. And mm-hmm. I hope you know that that hat that hat has seen the internet. It's been on <laughs> Apple News. That hat's been on Apple News. And yeah, at Apple News, MSN, like Sports Illustrated, obviously. Yep, Everybody. that hat has made that appearance. That's huge for the hat. I don't know where you got it from, but you should have plugged it. Shout out to the wife. Yeah. Shout out to the wifey. All right. Meanwhile, I'm going to plug my Twitter real fast because for those of you who have not followed along on Twitter, an NFT company has uh, hacked my Twitter account, took it over. It no longer exists. I gave up with Twitter, Twitter support to try to get it back. And I was just like, yep, we're going to start this one over. So find me again uh, at Noah Strack or Noah Strackbine, excuse me, on Twitter. Um, and I appreciate your follow. Thank you. All right, let's talk some Steelers stuff. And unfortunately, we're, we're talking Tyron Matthew again. I thought it was over. I thought it was done with. Kevin Colbert shut it right down. We were feeling real good. All right, well, what's next? If it's not Tyron Matthew, what is next? Here we are, 48 hours later, talking about how Mike Tomlin has called Tyron Matthew, a fake Twitter account, got all of Pittsburgh Steelers Nation bumping because Mm -hmm. we all thought that they were all in on good old Tyron Matthew and that they were all out on Terrell Edmonds. Meanwhile, what's going on with Terrell Edmonds? Big conspiracy theories out there. There's a lot to talk about. All right, before we dive into it, let's give a little rundown here. Monday afternoon, Kevin Colbert says, we are not interested in a safety signing more than his or around his second contract. Tuesday, we talk about it. Wednesday morning, Tyron Matthew goes on some podcast. I don't remember the name of the podcast. That's my apologies. Says that he has been getting phone calls from teams, and the only name that he drops is Mike Tomlin. I get it. Memorable guy. Here it is. And then this fake Twitter account, which I I, want to drop some knowledge on, tweets this out. David Moss, who we are pretty sure doesn't exist, but caught a lot of attention today. Uh, Sounds like there is a near 0% chance Terrell Edmonds is returning to the Steelers, per my sources. The Steelers are trying to go big risk, big reward on the strong safety position. Tyron Matthew plays free safety for those who do not know. And this is a quote tweet above saying, hearing the Steelers are going All or nothing on safety, Tyron Matthew, per my sources. All right, first things first. That is fake. That is not real. So we're going to drop that. We're going to focus on the phone call from Mike Tomlin. Do you take anything from it? I do, but I don't. Um, You definitely like to see the fact that Mike Tomlin at least reached out and tried to, you know, put the feeler out there for Tyron Matthew. Um, which is something I feel like the Steelers should have done, whether or not they'll be able to afford him, whether or not Matthew was actually interested in joining yep. the team. Right? I, I, I still feel like as long as you put that out there, hey, bro, love to have you here. Cool. 
Um, and I could appreciate that. Am I reading super big into this? No, no. And um, obviously, with so many teams interested in, in the Honey Badger, for Mike Tomlin to stick out, definitely a good thing. 1,000% a good thing. Oh, yeah. But, like, here's here's the same thing, like, on the other side of the coin. Teams have continually either opted out of signing Matthew or Matthew has told them, no, bro, I don't want to go. We are running out of teams, Noah Strackbine. We are running out of teams for Tyron Matthew to play football with in 2022. It's like basically right now, in my head, it's either down to the Steelers or the Saints because I, I guess he did a uh, interview and he said that he would love to play, you know, and represent his hometown Saints because he played at LSU, obviously a, a big portion of his career in college. I, I can't tell you another team interested in him or who has at least made the cut right now. So is Kevin Colbert just lying? Look, at the Pittsburgh Steelers are terrible at their draft secrets. They are yeah. also terrible at lying about what they're actually trying to do outside of that, if that makes so sense. He, it, it's a good business model, and that goes back to what oh, my yeah. comments said earlier this week where he was like, look, we don't care what everybody else thinks. We don't try to keep up with the Joneses. We just do our thing. And as everybody can tell, pretty good track record with it, right? Yeah, they're okay. So I, I understand wanting to get safeties coming off for the first contract and still trying to get guys that are not proven veterans, but, you know, they have a little seasoning to them, but there's still room for growth and, you know, for them to kind of hit their potential. Mm-hmm. That kind of goes out the window, at least like when you're trying to fit players into a box or a bold when a guy like Tyron Matthews is available, no? Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I've said that from the jump. It's just like, this is Tyron Matthew. He makes your football team a billion times better than what it would be without him. Even if your other option is Terrell Edmonds, makes your team a million times better. There are no rules around Tyron. It's like the Deshaun Watson thing. And like, the Deshaun Watson thing is very complicated. But just looking at it in a general sense, if it was a superstar quarterback and he was available, the option is to go get the quarterback. It's not, mm-hmm. oh, well, we have to weigh our options. No, no, no. That that quarterback makes your team pretty elite. You go and get him. I think Tyron Matthews is one of those players, and there's not a whole ton of those players out there, but Tyron Matthews is one of those players that falls under that same category. Like, if he's there and you have an opportunity to go get him, you go get him because – He's going to make your defense that much better. Now, we've had debates in the comments on here about him and Minka's fit, but I just don't think any of that matters at the end of the day, and that's going to stay my opinion is that go get Tyron Matthew. Who cares? I think if just because we are accustomed to a Terrell Edmonds, Minka Fitzpatrick duo does not mean a Minka Fitzpatrick, Tyron Matthew duo can't succeed in Pittsburgh. Um, I, I do think, and I will admit that Edmonds, obviously probably they Edmonds and Fitzpatrick play better as like a duo, as compared to contrasting what they do differently and what they excel at. But like, if you're a good defensive coordinator, like if you're a good football team, you go get good players, you go get great players and you find a way to make it work. You find a way to make it work. And here's the thing that was brought up to me the other day. Terrell Austin is the defensive coordinator. And, like, I get that Terrell Austin and Terrell Edmonds have a strong relationship, like a really, really strong relationship. But you're telling me that a defensive backs coach who is now running this defense 
added on to Mike Tomlin, who is a former defensive backs coach who loves to play defensive backs football, is not thinking the honey badger fits absolutely perfect in anything we're trying to do. It doesn't matter if it's what we're trying to do, anything we're trying to do. He fits. I mean, Ike Taylor said it himself on his podcast like a week or two ago. The Honey Badger is a stealer, and everybody on the Steelers tried to convince Mike Tomlin and company to go get him in the NFL draft. They didn't. What what has changed? Like 30 years old is not that big of a deal. You know, if it was 32, if you were hitting Joe Hayden age, eh. But this is like the Joe Hayden. This is like Joe Hayden coming to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Only better, in my opinion. Yeah, that, I would agree. I don't think there's quite like that quote unquote like dire need especially whenever you have a guy like Mika also playing safety back there as well. Um, here's a question for you. I know the answer to it, but just for the sake of conversation, I do want to ask you this. Does the signing of Carl Joseph today move the needle <laughs> at all? At all? Like even like 0.1%. Okay. Okay. I don't, I don't want to say yes. I've thought about this since it happened. Like I was driving yeah. home, looked at my phone, got it. And I was like, oh, okay. Pulled over, you know, wrote my little article, went home. Um, and the whole thought, the whole drive home, all I was thinking was, they think he's going to be a starter. They mm. they think he's going to be the starting strong safety, don't they? Like, isn't that the thought right now? Because, uh, and maybe it's not like the overall big thought, but how many times have we seen the Steelers fill in a role with a guy that you're thinking, nah, that's, that's not the starter. And they're going, Every year yeah, of my life. Yeah. And they're going, well, maybe he is the starter. We're going to draft somebody in the middle of the draft to compete with him. This is time and time and time again. It could be. I I don't think so, dude. I really don't. I, I, I think that move was for depth. And I, I like the uh, what somebody pointed out in the comments that more so, if anything, it might be for special teams. And, you know, they, they brought him on last year. And you, you said this in your article earlier today. They brought him on last year as kind of like a like a very flashy practice squad signing. Didn't really do anything. He played, what, like 30 snaps last year? Yeah, yeah, two games. Yeah. One game on defense. Yeah, so I, I, I don't think ultimately this is the Steelers saying, hey, guys, I know you wanted Terrell Evans or Tyron Matthew, but – Here's Carl Joseph for you. And they, but they maybe would we'll do grab that. somebody. I, I know would. they would. I like, I'm not saying would. it's me. Like, please, nobody take this as Noah Strackbine is a Carl Joseph should start at safety <laughs> pusher here. I'm not. That's not what I'm saying at all. All I'm saying is that time and time again, look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, all up until they realized how bad they screwed up, were walking into last season with Robert Splain as the starting inside linebacker. Tell me they were not. Even if they Vince were. Williams returned. They were walking into that season what Robert Spillane expected to be the starting inside linebacker. Well, it's a good thing Vince Williams and Robert Spillane are basically the same player. Ex same exact yeah. player. Only Vince Williams is heck of a lot better. I think that there's a possibility. I think there's – I mean, okay. And even look at even look at other, other areas of need. James Pierre was the starting cornerback. They went all season last year with – an absolutely atrocious offensive line and didn't do a thing about it because all mm -hmm. off season we've talked about how, Oh, that they'll be fine. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. They're not going to be fine. I think that we are, took that approach with safety up until now. And I'm telling you, I, there's a part of me that says the Pittsburgh Steelers are very comfortable with Trey Norwood, Carl Joseph, and a rookie competing for oh, strong safety. Man. 
There's a part of me that feels that way. I do. I, I just don't know. I like. I, <laughs> I, I really don't know if Carl Joseph is going to be the guy that they kind of not plan everything around, but they're like, look, we are okay with this going into the season. But you do okay. bring up a you do bring up a valid point Ooh. with James Pierre because there was there was some hype around James Pierre, right? Yep. But like he really wasn't like a proven guy that we saw play over the stretch of like a sixteen now seventeen game season. It's true. Sorry, I'm reading this uh, from good old Phantom X here. I love Phantom. Appreciate you, my 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 guy. Um, I did see that. Yeah. It's a lot. This is what we're trying to break down here. Is it's a lot of. So Stingley is an interesting case because no. okay, when he's firing on all cylinders, like he, he's oh a he's guy. a stud, like, like but he's, he's going to be gone in the first fifteen dude. picks. Yeah, that's, there's no that's the belief, and also he would provide a lot of versatility because some people are of the belief that he could probably play safety if needed. He could play safety if needed, but. He's not going to – Daniel Jeremiah's draft was terrible. Like, I love Daniel Jeremiah. I think he's an yeah. excellent draft analyst and an excellent mock drafter. Terrible, terrible mock draft. Not happening. Um, let's get this before we talk a little Terrell Edmonds here. What a stuff. Stefan Gilmore or Tyron Matthew? Who would you sign? If you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, who, who would you even think about? Because you can move Cam Sutton to, to safety. I'd feel fine with that. I'd feel really fine with that. You don't have slot guy, though. I, I, I feel like Gilmore got a, some really good ball left in him, but I feel like his track record is very, very nice. Um, the Steelers, especially the track record of trying to get corners in the draft, has not been pretty. Um, as of late, they've been okay with hitting cornerbacks uh, in free agency or at least trading for the midseason. Um, and I, I got to go Gilmore. I, I, I would love Honey Badger, obviously, but I, I think Stephon Gilmore would make a very big difference for the Stevens. Mm-hmm. Wow, I was not yeah. expecting that answer. I would go Matthew. I would think that Tyron Matthew fills that hole. I a lot of people don't trust Cam Sutton. I kind of trust Cam Sutton. I think he was a quiet force last year, and that's really all you need him to be. They need more turnovers. I think the Honey Badger could create more turnovers. I also think he could do a lot more at safety than Stefan Gilmore would do. You know what I mean? Like Joe Hayden yeah. faded away after everybody realized you could just go to the other side. I don't think that would be the case in Pittsburgh this year, but I think that to some degree, he would be taken out of games. Matthew's not getting taken out of games. That would be my only argument there. All right, let's talk about Terrell Edmonds real quick because we've talked about this five times, ten times now. It is actually ridiculous how much we've talked about Tyron Matthew and Terrell Edmonds. It's becoming the quarterback 2.0. At this point, my here's my theory, and you can tell me what you think about my theory. Terrell Edmonds either has – a market much larger than we believe that he has. And he's getting phone calls from a number of teams, maybe not offering big contracts, but offering him something. And the Steelers have just underplayed that significantly to the point where he's moving on from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Or Terrell Edmonds has not gotten a phone call, a meaningful phone call from any team in the NFL, including the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's where I sit right now, because if you're Terrell Edmonds and you're waiting this long, what are you waiting for? You're not Tyron Matthew. You're not Stefan Gilmore or Joe Hayden, who's going to get a contract, whose name is worth anything. 
it kind of feels as if he's either got a bunch of offers, and I think that's the slim chance, or the Pittsburgh Steelers and everybody else are just like, yeah, man, we don't care. We'll find another Terrell Edmonds anywhere, really. What's your thoughts on that? Do you want to know what I think is happening right now? Yeah. I think it's the latter of what you said. I think that Terrell Edmonds has zero to little interest in terms of what he's looking for in a contract in the National Football League. I think teams have offered him. I think the Steelers have probably offered him. But I think the Steelers have offered him probably a little bit less than what he was hoping for. And now he's just playing the waiting game to see if anything or any team will budge. I, if Okay, if the Steelers were not willing to pick up, I have it right here on Spot Track. If they weren't willing to pick up that $6.75 million option for 2022, Terrell is not getting that long-term deal from the Steelers. And, like, if, if you're an NFL team, at least from, like, an outsider's perspective, what does Terrell Edmonds do at a high enough level to warrant paying him five, six million dollars a year? Nothing. He, he, no, he doesn't, nothing. He doesn't. And like he, he fit really good with Minka because the Steelers are smart enough to put Trell Edmonds in the box and not have him drop back in coverage a whole whole lot. And yep. Trell Edmonds did progressively get better during his career in Pittsburgh. But teams don't really value that. They value production. They value, hey, are you a playmaker? Can you make plays on the football? And Terrell Edmonds can't. Terrell Edmonds he can't. Can, Terrell Edmonds I mean, is not a dude who's going to get you five, six turnovers a season. No, he's no, not. No. He's not a guy that's going to – he's he's not Mika Fitzpatrick, but he's not Jamal Adams on, on the other side of the token, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's definitely no extreme. And to yeah. – to, like in the money aspect of it, he's not worth what you've said he's probably expecting. I do think Terrell Edmonds is a starting safety in the NFL. I, I feel very confident about that. I don't think he's that top tier. And that gap between the guys like Tyron Matthew that get major contracts and Minka Fitzpatrick and Jamal Adams and the rest of the safeties in the NFL is very wide, very wide. Because you could be a starting safety in the NFL and make $3 million a year. That happens all if, the time. If you're if you're Edmonds, how does Tyron on the market impact what you do? Do you try to sign before Tyron? Yes. To, to to guarantee yourself a contract, or do you wait for Honey Badger to see what he's potentially getting? And then you're like, all right, well, I'm a few years younger. You no, know, I, I still have that that ceiling. I could you know probably reach. Here's what I've done. I've I've played with Minka. I've played on a great defense. Here's what I think I'm worth. Do you know what? safeties have gone for in free agency thus far i can't say off the top of my head because i don't think that tyron matthew and terrell edmonds are anywhere near the same tax bracket you know what i'm saying like yeah no i, I totally tyron agree. matthew is going to get the bag terrell edmonds is going to get three million dollars and i don't think his range between three million dollars and three and a half million dollars is that significant you know what i mean like i i just I don't want to say that he could move that much. I mean, maybe his, maybe his agent's saying that. Maybe his agent's looking at him like, hey, dude, you should wait to see what the safety market looks like in the coming weeks. But how long do you wait? You don't go past the draft. You cannot sign after the draft if you're Terrell Edmonds. Yeah, yeah no, if you you need the ink and deal before the draft happens because like, if you have a few teams you would really like to sign with 
and they end up taking the guy super high, you're you're basically just you know that, that's that what I'm saying. You yourself. can and like super high could be three rounds. You could pick a third round guy. You could take Nick Cross in the third round out of Maryland, feel really good about him, and not have to worry about Terrell Edmonds. That's how I. Right, so that's how I feel. There's been there's been a handful of guys that have signed pretty decent deals. Um, the leading like market value guy right now would be Marcus Williams, who signed that fat deal in Baltimore, five years, seventy million dollars. That's fourteen million annually. You have guys like DJ Reed who went for eleven million annually, and then Justin Reed who went for ten and a half million annually, and then you got like Marcus May who signed a three-year, twenty-two point five million dollar deal, and then Jordan Whitehead a two-year, fourteen million dollar deal right there. Um, Jordan Whitehead's the- when I'm signing. That's where my mark is. Yeah. If Jordan Whitehead's getting yeah. two years, fourteen million dollars, I'm looking at teams and saying I want that deal. Terrell Evans isn't getting more than that deal. He wasn't coming into free agency no, thinking that either. So that's a, I like, think that should okay, have been so the mark. Like, J. Ron Curse resigned with the Cowboys for two years, ten million. Um, Jabril just signed for one year, two million. I mean, like I, I really think between like that two to five million dollars is probably where he's going to land. That's what I'm saying. So and you know, if, if, if if you're the Steelers, that's perfect though. That is perfect, but that's what I, that's where my theory comes full circle here. If that's your gap and your gap is not moving, and players are going for your gap. Why are you not amongst them? You know, Juju Smith-Schuster took one week before he realized, all right, my best offer is to return to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Terrell Edmonds does not need a whole month before he's saying, okay, I got to return to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I do personally believe that the Steelers might have already given up on Terrell Edmonds. Might have already uh, no, I, I think not, not as a starter, just in free agency. I think they sent him an offer and they're like, look, like we're not going to budge. We have other options. If you want to come back, here's a number, call us. And I, but I, I think they know, I think they know that Edmonds does not have this like crazy market value that he probably thought he had heading to free agency. I I agree with that. I agree with that. So I, I, I think I it's think, so low that at it's bad. Worst, yeah. I, I think at worst they're playing the long game. Look, Terrell. Mm-hmm. By the time the NFL draft comes around, you don't have a team come back on like a one or two year deal, anywhere between like two to five million dollars annually, whatever it might be. Cool. But I mean, like they're like they're not putting the light on for him. They're not waiting for him because as soon as the NFL draft comes and if they don't have a guy like Terrell Edmonds or Tyron Matthew on the roster, yeah, they're going to take a safety line. That's what I'm and saying. Then, and then Edmonds is going to be talking on a podcast like you and me. That's what I'm saying. We're hitting a dangerous point. All right, everybody, drop your questions in the comments um, because we got a word from Manscaped, and then after that, we are going to answer all of your questions. Splish Splash, I was taking a bath, and I noticed I have beautiful balls. Our friends at Manscaped, the global leader in below-the-waist hygiene, are turning men's shower dreams into their favorite routine with the all-new Ultra Premium Collection. This all-in-one hygiene skin and hair bundle is designed to upgrade the everyday man's shower routine from head to toe. Your skin, hair, and balls deserve this. Save big by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code ALLSTEALERS. Let me walk you through the Manscaped shower routine. Step one, lather on the cologne-infused ultra-premium body wash with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean and moisturized all day. Not sure if you heard that correctly. 
but this body wash is cologne infused. So that special someone in your life will absolutely love it. Step two, it's hair care time. Apply the two-in-one shampoo and conditioner that cleanses and nourishes in one step. The non-greasy formula has a base of coconut water, green tea, aloe turmeric, turmeric, say that word, Donnie. Can you hear me? Did Donnie leave? Turmeric. Turmeric. Sorry, dude, my, my computer absolutely buzzed out right as you said my name. Turmeric. <laughs> Turmeric, thank you. Say and sage. Apply this to your armpits and public regions too. Step three. Once you hop out the shower, protect you, protect your body from body odor by applying on the Manscaped aluminum-free deodorant. This deodorant dries clear and is also cologne infused. Step four, you have tattoos or dry skin. Let's hit your skin with the hydrating body moisturizer spray. Step five, apply the Manscaped lip balm. That smacks. This is a free gift when you purchase the ultra premium collection. And last but not least, we're using the Lawnmower 4.0 electric trimmer to clean off any unwanted body hair. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof, so you bet. It's a major key to the new shower routine. This elite trimmer is designed to trim loose hair on loose skin. Although your balls might look like punching bags, don't treat them like one and benefit from the proprietary skin safe technology. This new bundle will change your life. And as I say every single week, all I want is my listeners out there to live their best life. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code allstealers at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code allstealers at manscaped.com. It's time to get wet and clean with your new Manscaped shower routine. Boom. Donnie, have you, uh, have you, I'm going to remind everybody again to drop your questions in the comments. Um, did you use the shampoo? Did you use the conditioner? I won't lie, dude. I use that body spray every single day, and it's honestly changed my life. You're muted. What are we doing here? You're, cool. you're like the old guy on the Zoom call. <laughs> what are we doing um, here? I tried I tried to, like, get the cap because you know how, like, whenever you buy, like, shampoo or, like, body wash, like, sometimes the cap will be, like, brought down. And you have to, like, just pull it up to, like, get the pump going. Yeah. I couldn't like pull it up without feeling like I was gonna break it. So you I, broke I, the I, shampoo in one no, shot. No, no, I, I, I haven't used it yet. Okay, those cans are nice. I was expecting nice products. What we got was, I mean, those cans are crazy. Like it feels like this is like I have uncles that I like. I grew up and I had those two uncles that were just like loaded for no reason, and they always had like super fancy things in their house, and like. They remind me, like this reminded me. I was like, oh, it's like I'm at Uncle John's house, just chilling. Also, I had an Uncle John. Everybody has an Uncle John. I do All have right. an Uncle John. That's everybody in the world has an Uncle John. All right, <laughs> let's jump into some questions. Uh, Phantom's got to go when he sent a little ways back here. Um, what do we think of Christian Watson if Sky Moore isn't there in the first round? I think we should just eliminate the second half of that question because Christian Watson and Sky Moore are not going to be there in the second round. But I think that the Steelers would not be making a bad move if they moved up for either of them. I think those are the end of the line of like the, these are guaranteed really true starters year one guys. And I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers would be pretty good to make a move forward and try to get one of them. 
Um, the Christian Watson hype train has been really interesting to kind of follow and monitor because I feel like before we went to Mobile for the senior ball, it was kind of like, all right, well, dude dude can ball. He's a nice story, but, you know, this week's going to be a big week for him to kind of prove what he's worth against some of the top-tier talent coming out and, you know, heading into the NFL draft. Had himself a phenomenal week and, like, like started getting, getting excuse me, like that first-round buzz, and then the combine came and then it like kind of cooled off a little bit because that's whenever you know big dog is pulled up Indianapolis, you know, yep. in the uh, the receiving core. So it kind of tapered off a little bit, and then now I feel like we're starting to come back around on Christian Watson potentially hitting that that sweet spot in the late first round. Um, I would love either Watson or Sky Moore, and I'm looking at the Steelers depth chart right now at receiver, outside of Deontay and Claypool, um, Anthony Do Miller. You- Cody Do you need White. to look at the Steelers depth chart? Why just, I can just say it. You ready? It's Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, Cody White, Asterix, Anthony Miller. Yep. Asterix. Rico no, Bussey. You, you, you're forgetting our boy Gunner, Rico Bussey. I mean, bro, uh, there's Rico playmakers. There's playmakers on this depth chart, bro. Just let, let me tell you, I, position. I have seen – I saw Gunner. I've seen Rico. I see Presley Harvin and uh, Christian Coons every single day at uh, Steelers facilities practicing. So I got high hopes Steelers at least got a punt returner. feel good about that one. Um, Christian Watson, I think, will be gone. Now, I like that the hype is dimming on Christian Watson because he's that guy that might slide. He could be a Chase Claypool. You know what I mean? Because Chase Claypool, when he was coming out, people were like, oh, Chase Claypool's a fourth-round pick. And then Chase Claypool did all his stuff, and people were like, Chase Claypool might be a first-round pick. That could happen. And then it dimmed down again because this is what happens. And then it was like Chase Claypool is a second-round solidified pick. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, we feel pretty good about that one. I think Christian Watson is Chase Claypool 2.0. I don't think they play the same, but I think that they're the same guys. Massive, super fast, crazy ball catcher, like just a dude who all the physical traits are ridiculous. But he comes from North Dakota State. So you're like, eh. I don't know what to expect when you compare him to George Pickens, you know? And, I, and I'm not saying me. I'm just saying an NFL scout. So I think that it is going to dim. Do I think he makes it out of the first round? I'm not sold on that yet. But uh, that depends on how many. I mean, people are saying like six wide receivers are going to go in the first round. Yeah, yeah they're, that, they're, that's they're a talking lot about of receivers. like Jahan Dotson going in the first round. Like, granted, like, that's what I mean. PSU dude right here. Like, Jahan Dotson's a baller. Straight, oh, yeah. Straight cash. Yeah, I don't know if he goes in the first round. I don't no. know if he goes in the first round. But no, what's the number one rule of the podcast? We don't bring up Sky Moore. We don't talk about Sky. We Moore. don't talk about Sky. Moore. We don't. I don't Keep know how many times we have low. to say this. We don't talk about. Somebody tweeted out a big Keep name today. Low. I don't remember who it was. They said Sky Moore could squeeze his way into the end of the first round, and I said, "Get out of my life." It was Todd McShay, actually. So we are no longer friends of Todd McShay's, and we yeah, don't we talk don't. about Sky Moore. If we don't talk about Sky more, teams aren't going to draft him. And then he'll fall to the Steelers. And then you know what? That's all we've been trying to say this whole time. All right. Who's the best 2022 season in black and yellow? I think we answered this one before, but. Yeah, I, I got uh, my money on Cam. Cam Hayward. Oh, and yeah. I said, who did I say? I said TJ Watt. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you right now. Like, I, I'll say it to this day. I'm going to clip it after this one so that when it happens, I'm going to shove it in everybody's face. T.J. Watt is going to break the sack record in 2022 if he's healthy for an entire season. And I'm talking like shattering, shattering 
the sack record. It's going to be ridiculous, especially with my dude, Jannard Avery, joining the group. Yeah, I don't know what to expect from him, but I feel good about it. Feel good about it. Um, what is our dream first round pick? Is this Jordan Davis? Lonnie? I believe that's Lonnie. It's also mine. Jordan Davis is easily my dream pick. Dude's a monster. Absolute stud. Dynasty's having a tough time. I expected you I to have one like right out the no. thing. All right. So Jordan Davis, because he does fit perfectly on that defensive line. He's a guy that you could plug in as that primary backup slash starter for Stefan Tuitt right now, if need be. If not, he's the perfect backup. And next year, whichever one of them's gone. You plug him right in there, and he's a monster. All right. Yeah. I, th- I think I have mine. Obviously, this is a dream, so you can't take it too far. You know it's not going to happen, but whatever. Kyle Hamilton. Oh, my gosh. Go Kyle on. Hamilton. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> pick is Kyle Hamilton. The dream pick, and I'm giving the you the answer, dream pick. The answer is Kyle Hamilton always. What's a realistic one? Okay. Um, I, I said I was a big fan of Kyler Gordon. Um, the Washington yeah. cornerback, you know, just because you know his versatility to be able to play inside the slot and as a boundary corner, I think he's extremely athletic. Um, Jordan Davis obviously is is a very very top pick, but I mean, like, I don't think it gets to the Steelers, bro. I, no, I, just I don't think don't, so either. I, I, but I, I don't think it gets there. Um, I, I think, I don't he, think but he's a lot closer than Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, that's very true. It's very true. <laughs> the um, whole Kyle Hamilton going out of the top ten thing. I immediately block those people on Twitter. If <laughs> if the Steelers took a Linderbaum, like I, I'd be pretty hyped about that. Tbh, yeah, Linderbaum's a good one. I like Linderbaum. Um, does Bobby Wagner's contract affect the Steelers regarding Tyron Matthew? It was a good contract for an aging veteran. I want to say yes. I think it, it, it might not affect the Steelers saying we are going to put more value on veterans, but it might mm-hmm. affect Tyron Matthew saying Bobby Wagner just went for a lot of money. Yeah. I think I could go for $65 million. Probably not, but maybe. Maybe. I think he was thinking that, though. But I do think my opinion is yes. I'm sure it impacted it a little bit. Um, they're like two different players, though, obviously playing two different positions. Um, but I mean, they're, they're both – great defensive players you know and so at the, at the end of the day I, I feel like tyron didn't get hurt by bobby wagner signing that contract um and you know to be honest man i, I feel like both probably still feel like they have a lot of gas left in the tank too so we'll see oh, yeah. i mean i i was low-key surprised they gave bobby wagner that contract and in, in you know la uh, by the way, the salary cap does not exist. No, it's a myth. Officially, it's a myth. bro. The, the Rams, like the NFL, Roger Goodell probably calls Sean McVay like once once a month, once every other month, and he's just like, dude, just relax for like 20, like just relax for 20 minutes. Like yeah. you, I don't know if you understand, but people are catching on and you need to stop yeah. because they're catching on quick. And he's just like, yeah, whatever, man. All right, yeah, sign Bobby. We're just going to bring him in here. Sign yeah. Bobby. Um. I wish I saw this one before. Trading up for Kyle Hamilton. Let me ask you this. What would a trade for Kyle Hamilton be? I'd go get Kyle Hamilton if the price was right. What's what's your trade to go up and get Kyle Hamilton? Where do you need to trade up to get him? They're talking about him going as high as pick number three. 
I mean, like he, he feels destined and as to low be, as pick 15. He feels destined to be a New York giant at number five. So yeah. like, I would say like, probably like either like number five or like number seven is probably the sweet spot you have there. How far back do you have to trade? How far back does he slide before the Steelers go? Yeah, we got to go do it before. If you're any team in the league who needs a safety, you're thinking, yep, that's it immediately has to happen. You have to fall at the top 10. Like, it, like if he's there at pick 11, that's when I'm, I'm like Will and Dylan on the phones, like trying my absolute best to like get up and like go get Kyle Hamilton. And I, I don't think it's going to happen though. And like, if like, let's say they try to make like a big splash and try to get into that, like pick five, anywhere around that range. They didn't want to do that for a quarterback, which is the most important position on the field. Right. Yeah. Why are you yeah. going to do that for a safety? Now, granted Kyle Hamilton, Pretty good safety. Pretty damn good football player. Yeah, but, decently okay. But you, you need a quarterback. They yeah. love Malik Willis, right? Yeah. Love Malik. Kenny Pickett, whatever. He's in the backyard. We see him. Kind of tired of him. Desmond Ritter, probably a good possibility at 20 from everything we've seen and heard. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I don't buy them going up to go get Kyle Hamilton if they're not going to go up and get a quarterback. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. But at the same time, just to make an argument – Kyle Hamilton is a million times better than Malik Willis. Like a, bi- a billion times better than Malik Right Willis. now, yeah. But like if for But even potential-wise. But like for their ability Kyle to Hamilton like be the greatest change. safety of all time. Uh, uh, he could uh, be. Yeah. Like if we're th- being honest, the on-play film of Kyle Hamilton is like, this dude is the next generational safety. Malik Willis, it's like, yeah, this guy could be okay. He could be good. He could be good. He could be very good. He could see, be that, bad. No, that's what people are saying about Kenny Pickett. But people are really excited about Malik Willis's upside and his athleticism. That, that, that's the debate between the, the two quarterbacks is do you take the more proven guy right now in Kenny Pickett or do you take the guy who could probably be the next Michael Vick if he wanted to in Malik Willis? You know, like <laughs> It's a good question. It's a good question. Um, all right. Did Ben kill the Steelers last season? If we're being honest, I think the Steelers killed Ben's last season. Yes, that's how I that's how I view that. One thousand percent. The Steelers are not. I will ready. say, I will say, my man probably should have retired like two years ago. If we're keeping it a buck. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But at the same time, he came back, and last year he played good football. I mean, he played uh he played good for a thirty nine year old football. I think he would have led a team to a Super Bowl if he had a team ready to lead him to a Super Bowl, to lead him to a Super Bowl, which is a strong statement. But I think if the Pittsburgh Steelers had the team that they have this year and the offensive line works, Ben could have did some things with it. And I think they were just like, yeah, man, Trey Turner, dude, have some fun. Now, granted, they got hit with a lot of things, including COVID. So it's tough. But I don't know. I don't know. Um, scrolling through, scrolling through. That might be, that might be all of them. What's the news on Honey Badger? Quay. We talked for thirty minutes about Honey okay. Badger. Okay. No. See, this is you out there Spanish. in the good Spanish old right there, bro. Okay. Arizona, my man. <laughs> uh, what would the Steelers do if Ben wanted to come back? He is technically a free agent, although the Steelers are paying him for the next four years. I would say that he says no. I would say, if I'm the Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers, I'm just saying, hey, man, look it. No, no. Oh, man, All right, let me, 
we we got the tears out. We we got the whole ESPN production thing out of the way. Oh leave yeah, it. just leave it. Although I I think it was him who said that being his wife's personal assistant was much harder than being a football player. Is that him? Yes. Which like look at I like That's Ben funny. Roethlisberger as a person. He is funny, but like I don't dude. Every time you talk to him, he says like these generic like taking care of my wife things, and I'm just like. Like if I said that, my my girl would be mad. <laughs> like she, I, she, like every time I bring her up on here, she's mad, even if it's in a positive light. My girl doesn't even listen to the podcast. Good on you. No, 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 no. My girl doesn't listen to this. Are you kidding me? I try to bring up football, and she's just like, I don't know what any of that means. I'm like, okay, well, and then she tells me about her teaching life, um, which I don't know what any of that means. It's a great. This is how sports relationships are. For those of you who don't know, like everyone you talk to, they're just like, yeah, my wife could care less what I do. It's a uh, see, like, would you trade like, back for Daxton Hill in the first round? Yeah, I would. I definitely would. I think I would. you could give me a fifth round pick. I'm saying, yeah, sounds good, man. Yeah, I think he's the move. I don't think that he's. I mean, the Steelers were at Michigan's pro day, maybe, but I don't feel really good. Um. Best free agent wide receiver that the Steelers could sign. Pull up the list of free agent wide receivers here. Yes, sir. I think the Steelers could still be in the market for a wide receiver. I think it could be like a Ray Ray McLeod type thing, though, where they take a chance on somebody that doesn't really have a big role and oh, we says, got some hey. Names here. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah, there are names, but they're not going, I mean, like, they're not going to get LBJ. <laughs> who they got all right start it right now julio julio to pittsburgh who says no Dude, we've started them all jarvis landry is a name that uh jarvis landry yep uh will fuller ty hilton i'm not no will on. fuller's gone i thought he signed he's still available sure. no. okay ty hilton He's just injury prone at this yeah, point in his he, career. He's 32. So is Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley's a guy that's been brought up. Emmanuel Sanders is 35. Hazard Green's 33. Um, Kalen Cole would be no. like an underrated guy, but like I'm not crazy about him. Albert Wilson probably. I wouldn't be too upset at that. No, I wouldn't be either. I think Emmanuel Sanders is also an option. Uh, I'm not saying that the Steelers have shown any interest, but I'm definitely saying that he probably wouldn't be too upset to come back to Pittsburgh. The Steelers would probably offer him like that. Hey, you be our slot guy. We'll get three outside guys, you know, and Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, and whoever else. That's probably the mix that they're going for. And then have Anthony Johnson or Anthony Miller just be that guy. Like I said, though, a couple of weeks ago, Cody White, dude, seems to have a hook on Mike Tomlin that nobody seems to understand. But everything that I hear all the time is that Cody White has an opportunity this season. And it kind of scares me. Uh, he's a good me. one is 31 still a free agent. and like The Olympic like runner. Speed. Yeah, dude. Speed. Speed. I, but he's I never really super upset at that. No, no, me neither. But um, I don't it, know. it just feels inevitable that like they're going to take a receiver early in the draft. Yeah, yeah. So that third guy either has to be a slot guy or has to be a guy that's comfortable just being like a backup, which is tough to come by because you're either going to find like a really low end backup or a high end slot guy. I don't think there's really much in the middle that we're going with. All right. Things are getting a little crazy here right now. 
do you think it's possible to get rid of Tomlin soon for Brian Flores? Aiden, bro, we love you, man. We appreciate you so much on the show. What are you talking about, dude? The Steelers are not going to get rid of Mike Tomlin ever, 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 ever for multiple reasons. For one, he is literally the Steelers' culture. Like you, you get rid of Mike Tomlin. Do you understand how you lo- how bad you lose the locker room? Bad. Two. There's a lot of comments about him becoming a GM and Flores taking that position. I don't think Tomlin ever envisions himself as a GM. I think that well, Tomlin's the guy won. who made the call, right? He does, but he makes yeah. those calls. He always he's always making those calls. Yeah. I don't think he wants to be the dude sitting behind a desk all the time, though. You know, Colbert, like Tomlin's at every practice in everybody's face. Colbert's at practice once a week and he's just standing there in some jeans. I don't, I don't think that's Tomlin's lifestyle. I don't think that's Tomlin's lifestyle. That being said, though, how long do you think it takes before Brian, like Brian Flores has either got one season to be a defensive coordinator or head coach somewhere else, right? Yeah. No, I, I think um, some of the legal stuff with his lawsuit against the league is probably going to have to clear up. Um, I think probably like one year on the staff and then teams will be like, all right, well, you know, all that's blown over. Cause dude, you have to think like if teams are going to sign crazy talented players after like all of the stuff they've done off of the field, like, cause they know it's going to blow over. They, they know they'll deal with whatever they have to deal with. They get that over with. And then they have this vastly talented player. Same thing goes with coaching. And then like, I think a lot of coaching opportunities come from like that, like coaching fraternity. A lot of guys have to what like Mike Tomlin, for example, Mike Tomlin reached out to Brian Flores because he said he needed to, you know, as part of, he didn't want to leave him on that Island. Like Brian yeah. Flores is going to get another opportunity somewhere. It's not going to be in Pittsburgh, but I hope he gets another opportunity somewhere. And it's going to be as a head coach. Yeah, it should be as a head coach. I think it could be anywhere. And I like the, I like the fact that the Steelers brought him in, on nothing major because there's no stress to say, oh, the Steelers take a loss when he leaves because they do take a loss, pretty significant one. But like if he was their defensive coordinator, which there's a question in here um, about him becoming the head defensive coordinator next season. I don't, I think that they're so, I think they like Austin and I think Terrell Austin has a lot of potential. I also think the entire defense loves Terrell Austin. Like they, they're going to love Brian Flores but they all understand that Brian Flores should be a head coach. And that's, that's the way the NFL works is everybody's part of this business, players and coaches included. Yeah. I I, I, I don't think think Brian Flores is like buying real estate in Pittsburgh whatsoever. No, no, he probably knows that like he's going to be gone somewhere within the next year. It's like, it's like Donnie Droon on the all Steelers uh, talk podcast when he had to branch out and go cover Arizona state, do his thing. We all knew it was coming. I'm sorry. We all knew it was coming. It's all right. Bigger roles. Allsteelers.com. We could say allsteelers.com. Okay. All right. Second round running back. I'm saying no. I, I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I, I get it. I get you need somebody behind Najee. But, like, I'll continue to hammer home this point. Running backs, especially back at running backs that you're not going to utilize a whole lot, are a dime a dozen, man. I, yep. I, I would not spend that crazy draft capital on a guy who's going to be sitting behind Najee. No, I wouldn't either. Not that, not that high. I could see fourth to seventh round. I wouldn't be upset with any of them, depending on who the player is. But second round, you're getting you're getting Kenneth Walker, you know, and Kenneth Walker's not coming into the NFL thinking I'm gonna be a backup to Najee Harris. That's just not gonna happen. Yeah, and like if, if if you're a team like Denver, who already had like a like an aging star like Melvin Gooden, Melvin Gordon, for example, excuse me, 
you draft a guy like Javante Williams and you're like, all right, well, you, you two can split time right now. But like, as soon as Gordon is, you know, starting to feel a little bit bad, you know, kind of put him down like a horse, you give Javante Williams the keys to the car and like you let him run wherever he wants. That's what I'm saying. That's a good name though. What do you think about Melvin Gordon coming to Pittsburgh? A lot of people have addressed like that, that to that. me. I think that fits perfectly. I don't think his market's going to be very high. I think he's still got a lot of gas left in the tank as a backup. I think he's a proven veteran. And he's a guy that, I mean, all you heard last season in Denver was how he embraced Javante Williams. I think he could do the same thing with Najee Harris. And plus the Steelers need somebody. I think Melville Gordon still believes he can be that guy in the running back room, like the, the prominent, like featured role. And I just don't see him like settling you know no no I, I don't either and i just i don't know i think that there's some options i i, I got distracted here for a second somehow mm-hmm. this is what the comments have turned to this is a long conversation about whether or not the pittsburgh steelers should bring back antonio did Brown. you see where i was, was like, so I'm not getting surgery <laughs> until i sign with an nfl team and like yeah. sure i get it because like the nfl team would like pay for said surgery once he mm-hmm. like finally gets it. But like, I didn't really have a problem with that. The thing that really made me laugh was he was like, all these guys are getting paid. Why am I not getting paid? Bro, you are two seconds away from a mental breakdown at any <laughs> given point in any given day. It's it, the, okay, there's so much here. <laughs> for one, for one, Antonio Brown is Antonio Brown, okay? And after one, you're thinking, eh, maybe. After two, you're thinking, eh, probably not, maybe. After three times, you're thinking, yep, nope, we're done with Antonio Brown. It can't happen anymore. We don't need him. We could find something else for Antonio Brown. Um, This is what, uh, this is the best reply, which was my reply to, uh, Antonio Brown tweeting out that he's wondering why he doesn't get any love in the contract negotiations. Better question here. Do you think, do you think that Antonio Brown ever plays football again? Because yeah. uh, Yeah. But who's crazy enough to, to take a chance on him? Look, bro, if Josh Gordon, if Josh Gordon is still balling right now. Yeah. But Josh Gordon isn't Josh Gordon is a different, thing I feel because Josh Gordon you're not paying a lot of money you're not having high expectations for and it's just as bad as this sounds it's just drugs like he's just got a problem and a disease that he's got to get under control Antonio Brown man Antonio Brown could do a lot of crazy things a lot of crazy things like and that includes forcing his way out of your football team which he has Mm -hmm. done two times now Two to- three times, because if you include the Pittsburgh Steelers, trashing your entire organization, including the quarterback that he claims to be your best friend or to be his best friend, the head coach the whole night. I think that there's a lot more here, a lot more here than just he's Josh Gordon. That, I get the example, but, oh, I don't know, man. So I, don't know. I, I, I do agree with everything you brought up, but like from a talent perspective, somebody brought it up in the comments. There was a six-year stretch where Antonio Brown was the most unstoppable dude on the planet. He like, was, like, and I give him all his flowers. He was very much on pace to be one of the greatest receivers ever, 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 bar none, ever. Like bar we're none. talking like top three. Minimum. Okay, and this is a good. This is a good. And like you're, you're, you're still banking on that talent, though. 
You're banking and on that, that talent. That, it's, you know. But Antonio Brown might be like top 10 all time. And I think that's debatable to put him in the top 10 all time. Cause I think at one point he was heading towards like number four. Like he was really moving. Antonio Brown might be the most like, I just, risky player. Let's use the word risky. We all understand what the word risky means, right? Okay. Let's use Antonio Brown might be the riskiest player of all time. That's above Randy Moss. That's above, uh, Terrell Owens, that's above guys like Nadamakin Sue, Fontes Perfect, in different matters, obviously. But I think he might be the riskiest player of all time. And I think that well surpasses. I mean, at one point, dude, T.O. kind of just got pushed out the league. Said, eh, nobody really wants to sign me anymore. And I think he is the greatest, maybe the second greatest wide receiver of all time. Antonio Brown, whoo! Way, way up there. So I, I mean, does I give him all his flowers, all his roses? Like, dude loves it. Um, I believe there's a comment in here. Do you think we'll trade Mason Rudolph? Do you think the Steelers will trade Mason Rudolph? We talked a lot about that on Tuesday. I, it kind of just comes down to what he, they could get for him. You know, it might not be anything more than like a sixth round pick. So, like, do you, I was about to say, do you think? If they roll into the season, like let's say like Haskins wins that like second or like third string job, and like Mason's the odd guy out, do you think they would want to try to like hold on to him for anything, or like would they rather just part with him for like a seventh round pick? Oh, dude, I'd give him up just to take the contract. Yeah. Be like, here, man, what do we need? Because what is your other option? You know, is to get rid of whoever you get rid of. And I and I don't I don't think that. I don't think that they're going to get rid. Like, I don't think the Steelers trade any of them because I think by the time they realize what the problem or what one they want to get rid of, it'll be too late in the preseason. And nobody will really care anymore. I I think that, I mean, you do give them up for anything. I think even if he's the third guy and somebody calls and says, hey, man, we'll give you a sixth round pick for Mason Rudolph. Are you saying no? Like, nah, what's your other option? Just have him sit there? Like, yeah. mm, no. Um, Phantom has been tossing this out for a couple of episodes now, and I do want to give him his flowers because you did do this and you upset Donnie right from the jump. And I appreciate you for that because he didn't believe us. (laughs) He didn't believe us. So thank you. Um, let's see if we got any other ones here. I think we're. Does anyone think the Steelers? All right, we'll leave off with this one. This will be the last one before we head out of here. Full circle. Let's rate it. All right. What are your odds that the Pittsburgh Steelers end up with Tyrod Matthew? What are your revised odds? All right. 50-50. He does or he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Real talk. Real talk. I, I think the interest is there. Between both parties. Okay. It, it's going to be a matter of, I think, money for Tyron Matthew. Obviously. You know, I, I think money is very important to him. And it should be. Because he's a very talented player. He's one of the best safeties in the NFL when he's on the field and healthy. Yep. I'm going to go 60% no. Oh. 40% yes. I'm going to flip that one. And I'm going to add. I'm going to say... There is a 70% chance the Pittsburgh Steelers sign Minka Fitzpatrick. 70. 
70%. Okay, here's my thoughts here. All right, let's do it. All right, deal. Um, My thought is the Pittsburgh Steelers are running out of options. They don't feel super good about bringing back Terrell Edmonds. They also don't feel super good about Trey Norwood, Carl Joseph, and Miles Killebrew being the options with whatever rookie is there. And trust me, I know I said that that might be what they're thinking. I'm praying it's not. We're going to go off the prayer. Tyron Matthews is going to be a guy that's pretty much unstoppable when it comes to his market. You can't lower it. You can't adjust to it. But at one point, he's going to look at the Pittsburgh Steelers and say, yeah, man, I do want to go be a Steeler. And Mike Tomlin's going to say, yeah, man, I want you to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. They'll figure it out. Omar Khan will come through with some crazy magic to make his cap hit. Nothing crazy. Do you have any comments? I'm looking at his market value right now. I don't know if you ever brought it up on the show, but Spotrick has his, yeah, 14.8 average million. They're saying a, a contract for him would look something like three years, about 44.6 million. That would Four. make him the third highest free safety paid in the NFL. Yep. You want to know who will be probably the second by the time Hopefully this whole thing's Minka. done? Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah. I don't think that Tyron Matthew takes that huge deal. I think that Mike Tomlin talks him down a little bit. And then I think Omar Khan does his magic and comes up with like a $4 million cap hit in 2022. I'm feeling beautiful about it. 70%. Donnie says 60%. No. Either way, we're giving a jersey when he ends up in Pittsburgh. Thank you, everybody, for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Find us at youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk. Make sure to like this video, subscribe to us, be a friend, tell a friend to go use our promo code for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. I'll be back tomorrow with Derek, talk some draft stuff. We'll see you then.